This is Everyday Driver, where we know cars are expensive, but necessary, and have to do a world of things. But we also believe they should be fun. Whatever you need and can afford, we're here to help you find the right car. We're your car friends, your car therapist, and sometimes the bad influence you need. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is The Car Debate. Hello again, everybody. Happy Friday. And yes, we are back in the studio. I should start with the announcement right away. Mm. And that is our next podcast is Monday night. It is a live stream because it is podcast number 800. We've done 800 of these? 800 of these. It's a lot of us talking. Yes, That's for sure. Amazing. So that will be happening on our Test Drive Videos channel. We will be posting the links and stuff just prior. That will be typically where way we do it is it's 6 p.m. Pacific, meaning it is 9 p.m. Eastern. We jump on here at about seven. That's how we do it, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's how we mm-hmm, do it because it's mm-hmm. seven for us every time we do it. So that'll be the time frame. We will have all of that set up on the Test Drive Videos channel. We're looking forward to it. And that is next time, next Monday. But this podcast, because the last one was an out-of-town podcast, we have moved our topic Tuesday to today because next Tuesday will be the live one that will be all questions and no topic Tuesday then either. Well, we also had a great time with Matt Farah on his podcast on Thursday, May 11th. We were in LA and had a shoot. You saw our Instagram and social media postings with the new BMW M2. Mm -hmm. And I can't say that that nomenclature without Todd gagging a little bit. Whenever I say M2, he kind of makes a face. It's it's quite unattractive. uh, yeah, so we did that uh, that comparison and stayed over to uh, just so we could be on the podcast yeah, with Matt and really Zach, cool. and it, it was, was really nice to yeah. uh, to be back yeah, on yeah. with those guys. Had a lot of fun, so nice to just kind of we get back with Matt and and uh, kind of be in his world a little bit. You pointed out that we the last time we were there was the week he got his E forty six delivered, and now he's had it two years and is thinking about selling it. So that means it marked the fact that it was two yeah. years ago, which I thought had been much more recently than that. We had a great time. The conversation drifted all over the place, yeah, which was crazy. really. really fun so i hope you listen to that or you can watch it on video as well we have a couple of bits of car reveal news that have come up in the last week or so i'm going to start right here and that is it was forbidden fruit and now it's not the ford ranger raptor with the new model of the ford ranger ford is now revealing a raptor version of that little over 400 horsepower ecoboost motor now that has existed elsewhere outside the u.s in the last ranger with a different engine so this is the updated ranger now in raptor form coming in at about uh, 55 grand or so and i'm sure they will sell for more than that which is sad but somebody will mark them up but they are going to exist which means you can get the raptor flavor in a slightly smaller package and it's still big it is big. The Raptor has grown and Ford is used to Raptorizing everything. Yep. And finally it's here, which I, w- I want to put this in perspective for you. The Ranger Raptor has now been introduced with 405 horsepower in the three liter twin turbo EcoBoost V6, mm-hmm. 430 pound feet of torque. But if we look back to 2010, when the first F-150 SVT Raptor was released, okay. the standard engine, the 5.4 V8 had 320 horsepower. That's a good point. 390 pound-feet of torque. But Mm. you could upgrade to that 6.2-liter V8 that was shared with a Super Duty, 411 horsepower, 434 pound-feet of torque. So you're getting essentially more power than the original Raptor in a slightly smaller body. Yes, that's where we're at. I like all of this. That sounds great. That's amazing. Well, there's another piece of news here, too, that Mm. is Porsche news. Uh Delightful. Porsche has introduced the Spyder RS. I love so, how they keep dicing mm-hmm. things up. Well, this is Ooh. this is the glorious Cayman GT4 RS, 
with the top chopped off. This is that thinking in boxster form, which is really cool, except I have an idea slash request here. Okay. Because it's going to be crazy expensive. It's going to be like 160 grand, which is out of the reach of most of us. But the reason... (laughs) Not marked up. Yeah. The reason you get get a spider. Yeah. Okay. Because the Cayman, you know, it has, it's bewinged. It has all the front stuff. It's, it has all, this is, this is the GT4RS with less downforce and no top. Mm-hmm. Okay, is what mm-hmm. it is, which means it's not your track car. I mean, you could track it, sure, but it's not your track car. You buy a spider, a dedicated spider, to not be on track. You right. buy it for the the exterior in the elements, pure driving experience, and so this model should come in manual. I completely agree. I totally get the GT4 S's PDK yes. only. As much as I'd love it, that car to have a manual, I can get the argument. This is our ultimate track car version of the Cayman. It only comes in a PDK. But the Spider plus the top is down. Yes. And this engine revs to 9,000 mm-hmm. RPM. Guess what you're going to do? Yes. Everywhere you go. Yes. And I'm not a convertible guy, and I'm in love with this thing. It's very I mean, cool. I, I love boxers and Caymans. Of course, all Porsches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not generally that into convertibles and this is special it's and really cool the induction inlets right behind your ears because uh-huh, they got to make it make the crazy noises oh, yeah for God. sure yeah because you won't be able to hear the exhaust at all well and you're not gonna be able to hear your passenger either i mean this is Screaming. a spider but but this is but it's so about the driving experience with that it should have the really good porsche six speed it, it must be an option well here. yes i mean they're even admitting that they softened up the spring rates so yeah it, it's not designed to be the hardcore no. track version so let's put the manual in this mm-hmm. and make it that glorious like i've just got this engine you just want to rev everywhere you go yes i have a dedicated fun driving experience oh. and that requires a manual brilliant we always recommend that one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle is brakes An upgraded braking system can transform a vehicle's performance and give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. From the track to the trail, even your morning commute, every vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. No matter your vehicle and driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. Just go to PowerStop.com and you fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder. You'll get matched with complete kits with components that are low-dust, which we've seen, noise-free, which is amazing, and feature upgraded stopping power. We've seen great results firsthand on our cars, and we encourage you to improve your car with better brakes from PowerStop. Brake upgrades made easy. Our Now Topic Thursday comes to you from Jackson W., he says, if there was an everyday driver, enthusiast, vehicle manufacturer, mm. five or six vehicles, past or present, from other manufacturers, would you include in your lineup for the various uses and price points? Jackson, you're asking for our top five or six cars we probably personally own. Well, but he's also asking, I, I took this two different ways. I took this, I, I gave myself restrictions because otherwise it gets madness. Uh, I, this way, let madness lies. I gave myself one that was, I'm actually building a car, car brand. Like, what is the car brand that covers, as far as I'm concerned, every major segment, mm-hmm. every major price point in five, six cars? Okay. I did that. Then I also did the all sports cars version. I got a little more nutty where it's just like, hey. here's sports cars at every major price point level and kind of usability level. And I've got six of those as well. So I did this two different ways. Oh, that's interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing that because I could go back and there's old cars that we love, but Jackson, if we're really thinking about it, most new cars have better performance than some of the old ones. The, mm-hmm. I'll take the first generation Acura NSX. It's beloved. We love it. It's excellent. 
by virtue of stats. Sure. It's nowhere close to the modern supercars. Sure. I mean, the Civic Type R could mm-hmm. probably give it a th- good thrashing. Probably. And, and the NSX Which is, strange. is brilliant to drive. Yes, it really brilliant. is. Yeah. So it's more about that feeling that mm. you get when you drive the old stuff, the E46 M3s and the, mm-hmm. the older stuff. Yes, they're fast. They're, and there are some cars that were they're genuinely fast and still stand up to today's modern standards. But this is what tech and metallurgy has done for good point. cars and yeah, engineering. Point. Given us cars that shouldn't shouldn't have 300 horsepower out of a three-cylinder GR Corolla engine. <laughs> <laughs> and you do. I I so want to know the longevity of that engine. I mean, I'm I sure too. Toyota has tested the heck out of it, but I just I hear what's going on with that engine, and I go, "Wow!" Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. And theoretically, every one of these categories could be EVs. Sure, yeah, yeah. Pra- practically, yeah, I mean, you could. not the hardcore sports cars yet, but we've got to pick the categories. In my opinion, pick the categories first. Okay, and. I feel like there are maybe two high, low subcategories within each category, okay. you know, like the high and the low to combine and give this a, a good sampling through okay. all the things that we like to drive. And what this, is, this is really just stick, sticking to, to recent, uh, recent cars that we've driven. So I'm starting with the category of sedans, Honda Civic Type R or Hyundai Elantra N and okay. the Genesis G90 at the high end. So, okay. Elantra N and Civic Type R, these are front wheel drive, obviously. And, uh, yeah, brilliant sedans to drive. They could be the hot versions. Mm-hmm. I think we'll probably just stick with uh, with both hot versions. But then way out at the high end of sedans, that G90 we just had. We've, we've got a test drive coming yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, another comparison with it as well. So it's not something you or I would buy, but I just want to live in that car. It was cool. It was very cool. Yeah. It was set it up was, shop. It was Phaeton thinking. And it, I, it tapped into all of my Phaeton love for sure. Yeah. My hatchback category includes the GR Corolla at the low end, if you can okay, believe that, yeah, yeah. and the Macan at the high end, because, you know, it's Porsche, a, Porsche, Porsche hatchback. Hatch. Yeah, for sure it is, yeah. Then I moved on to sports cars, because, again, with within the sports car realm, we've talked about sports cars and what is a sports car, but at the low end, GR86 is something that I cannot ignore at all. Yep, it's yep. just absolutely brilliant. And, of course, a Cayman at the high end, because it's mid-engine. So I like it. Two yeah. different kinds of of sports cars. They're mm-hmm. two different recipes, like two different feel, two different price points. And then I went to the SUV slash crossover slash diluted, whatever we call this category. <laughs> sure, yeah. I love that GLE 63S Mercedes. If you haven't you seen that test drive on our test drive channel, it's I, I also want to camp out in that car. <laughs> okay. I only All leave right. when I need to eat or use the facilities. Or, <laughs> <laughs> Clean up, change clothes, maybe. But I want to live in that car. And uh, the, the Cayenne is in that same category. You know, okay, right interesting. Some, right. Something combined with that. But then in that SUV category, we've got to have a Wrangler. Oh, interesting. Okay, all right. I have to yeah, include yeah. a Wrangler as the thing you wash out that mm-hmm. you never wash, mm-hmm. maybe, and it just stays <laughs> sure. dirty all the time. It just yeah, yeah. bangs around, and you beat on that, and that's the beach truck. That's the I like it. That's off-road, good. the true off-road vehicle, because now within this SUV category, there's so many subcategories. I mean, mm-hmm. Polestar is slicing it so thinly now oh that gosh, yeah. reinventing the sedan crossover thing yeah. within a yeah. SUV category. For my pickup truck category, there is only one. Oh, okay. I hadn't actually considered the Ranger Raptor, but you know, I'm going big. Okay. Ram TRX. TRX, yeah. Going yeah, yeah. big. And then uh, for an EV category here, I suppose GV60s, but you know, we had a question a while back and I, I apologize. I cannot think of the, the person who wrote the question. And it was really about, have we reached P 
peak EV currently mm, mm. because they're all five seat SUVs, yep. CUVs yep. with a battery in the floor. They're $60,000. They have the same range. You're they right. kind You're of right. look the yep. same. What differentiates them? Mm-hmm. We're buying style. They all You're have right. the same yeah. features. Some that I didn't know that I needed and I sure. still think I don't. <laughs> still pretty sure <laughs> just, you could get by without it. I guess it. Yeah. I'm paying for that and it's fine, but I I don't really need it. It doesn't yeah, enhance yeah. the experience. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. But that's what sells cars. And so in general, I'm not, I, I want to be more impressed with EVs. I feel like mm-hmm. at this point, yeah, there's there's just a similar flavor, too similar. You go to some restaurants and like all the food kind of tastes, sure, every dish sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> with a different name kind of tastes alike, like, uh, kind of all the same. So that GV60 was a real standout for me in that category simply because of the design approach. And okay. That yeah, really yeah. spoke yeah, to yeah. me. And the eye of Sauron. <laughs> exactly. We have two categories left here in uh, in tackling this. There is the absurd category. We have like to have it. an absurd. Sure, I get that. Yeah, right, uh-huh. way out there. But I'm not too far out there because a 911 needs to tackle dunes. So of course I chose a Dakar. <laughs> Would Need, you not agree that this needs is to absurd? Needs to. It's absurd. It's absurd it's for the sure. Absurd category. Yeah, I got we, it. Yeah, yeah. Yet it exists. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> I need an RV category. You really did spread this out. I, I like am, this so much. I am building an RV and I'm okay. stealing from Earth Roamer. Okay. I, I've spent too much time on Earth Roamer's site dreaming. And it's what SUVs have done for many people. I could change my lifestyle. I could buy that. And I'm envisioning sure, sure, yeah. what my life could become, what I want it to become. I, we could plan trips around having that vehicle, whether it's an Earth Roamer, mm-hmm. whether it's some SUV, some new thing, my life's going to change. I can, I can now justify buying insert gear for whatever sure. sport that yeah, you've yeah, been yeah. thinking about it. We could go do this and it's going to open up a whole new world for us. Sometimes that happens more often. It doesn't, but it's that feeling like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That aspirational thing. And so I've got to have an RV. It's got to be very high end, but also world conquering. <laughs> <laughs> mountain conquering. You're the guy whose brand has a TRX in it, so it makes sense to have that, yeah. If I've got a TRX, well, maybe the TRX could be towed behind the Earth Roamer. That's when you really know you can consume. Yes. <laughs> my my run around the campsite truck is mm. my TRX. Hmm. Pulled TRX. behind my Earth Roamer. I That's like absurd, this. but very nice. <laughs> this is interesting. That's See, very good. You just envision new lifestyles. You envision you trips. Yeah. You envision new budgets vehicles. for sure. Yeah. Well, budgets. Well, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We're, we're off in the weeds. So <laughs> this is this is really cool. I love that you and I approach these differently when we have the headline. It's so fun. Again, I have two approaches. This one is like the realistic approach, and one is the sporty car only approach. First off, I'm going to go through both of these in price. I'm going to go up like from the bottom of our our lineup. We have to consider the, money. This is the cheapest car we make. Okay. Here at Deacon Motors or whatever we're calling it. it okay. Deacon Motors, but I have to figure it out. All right. This is the cheapest car we make to the most expensive car we make. But the other thing in my kind of realistic car list, I'm thinking of two groups of people that buy our cars. There's people that want sporty fun. Mm-hmm. Still got to be a little practical, but mostly it's sporty fun. And then there's people that are buying the family car. Okay. So here's what I did. And it's kind of every other. So the bottom of our lineup is the GR86. These are also all new cars you can buy right now. Okay, okay so you kind of went, you stuck I, with new I was just like, what as is, well. What is okay. available right this minute? Because yeah, you can go back and I can have all kinds of fun. But yeah. GR86 is the base car in our lineup. 
Too small for you? Got a family that's growing? Outgrown those back seats? Let me show you the Civic SI. Yeah, yeah. Come get a Civic SI from it. You, uh, from us, you'll love it. Not big enough for you? You want something a little classier, a little bigger, got a little more money in your pocket? How about an Alpha Julia? We sell that in all trims. All colors, all, all trims? But I'm saying all current <laughs> okay, trims right okay. now. From the, the base rear-wheel drive 2-liter to the big quadrifolio with the all-wheel drives in the middle, Alpha Julia is your do-it-all sedan here at our, our, our brand. I didn't create any five-seat SUVs. We don't, we don't acknowledge those. We've got five seat. We've got two five seaters for sale. We've got the Civic Si. Sure, and we have the Alpha Julia. I mean, I don't want to leave money on the table. If that's what people are we've buying, got, I've got we to offer, offer you a wonderful seven seater, the Kia Telluride. Okay, that's excellent. We offer yeah, yeah, a yeah. wonderful seven seater. It's kind of a midsize, but it's a good seven seater. You can use it like a five all day long. It's not. It's not unwieldy. So come get a Kia Telluride from us. Hmm. Got a little more money? You, you want to have a little fun car? You're getting like the back end of your career. You want something fun? We offer you both the Cayman and the Boxster. Do you want hard top or soft top? We offer both of those. Dig it. And you and your brood have gotten big. You've gotten some money. You maybe need to tow the boat. The upper level car we offer, the upper level vehicle we offer is a fully loaded Suburban. Suburbans for the win. That is the normal lineup. In those six cars, I feel like I can cover anybody's needs. And in every single mm. case, if you bought any one of those, I'd be like, you know what? Great choice for you. It's excellent. Do you Moving offer financing? I, <laughs> not in this market. <laughs> <laughs> Moving Cash on. Cash only. Moving on to sporty cars. I did a, a little bit of a mix here because uh, in a couple of cases, actually, I've got seven cars in this, in this all sports car market. And three of them are two plus twos. And the only reason I went with seven cars is because I did add the super exotic at the top of our all sports car lineup. Otherwise, it's six kind of somewhat attainable cars. We start on our lot with the Miata MX-5. Comes in retractable RF fastback or comes in soft top. Just that's our base sports car for you. Okay. Need a little more practicality than that? Got you covered. Got you covered. GR86 is in here too. I like the sports car approach. But but hang on. The, the the seats aren't quite usable enough, and you want a little more flexibility, a little more like big car. We can offer you a 2 Series BMW in all the flavors, from the base 230 to the M2. All M2 included? All the flavor. It, the 2 Series is our is our broadest lineup. Okay, I but like it's this. Got, I mean, 2 plus 2, you can actually use those back seats if you need to. Yeah. That's, yeah. Our, that's our most uh, usable car, as far as just roomy is concerned, because there's nothing on here that's not two, two doors. <clears throat> Above that, though, you want you're you're ready for you had the MX-5 GR86, but you've moved up in our lineup now. You want to be a little more hardcore, a little more money. Right in the middle of our lineup is the Lotus Elise. Interesting. Come down, get yourself a Lotus Elise. Get yourself your little cheap looking. I mean, your expensive looking cheap exotic. Come get that. We, you're going hardcore there. Although cheap. they're going up in value. Yes, but let's just pretend they were the prices that they really were, which is fifty-five <laughs> I to sixty. Like it. Okay. Okay. But that's not that's that's too hardcore. You, you want something a little more like grand tour. You like to stretch it legs a little bit. Maybe a little more money is available. Corvette C8. Sweet. Both of them are available right here on our lot. Sweet. However, the all-purpose sports car, and I, I will admit, of the cars we sell here in all of our sporty cars, this is the car I wouldn't buy. But I have to admit it's amazing, and we offer it in all the flavors, and that is the Porsche 911. Because it does have the Brilliant. back seats. And you can do base, you can do all-wheel drive and still be sporty, still buy one of our cars. You can do full track car. The 911 provides it all. And then in hypercar category, you'd like to shop with us and money is no object. We offer you the Gordon Murray T33. 
Oh. Because we like manuals here at our, our brand. And naturally aspirated V12s. Yes. Built by but I, I am excited that with the possible exception of the Corvette C8, everything we sell comes in manual. That's great. Yeah. I mean, the Corvette. And the, but the Corvette is, sure, you know, that's, sure. you want the big GT Cruiser yeah, yeah. thing. I get it. Okay. So, okay. That's auto only. But everything else comes in a manual. And you could, you can start with the Miata. And if you really play your cards right, you can work your way through our entire lineup, winding up at the T33. Thanks for shopping. Wow. <laughs> Do you, I, uh, I want all those actually. That, now that's that I think fantastic, about it. and I love the manuals, and that just shows what a glut of manuals. Everybody thinks there's, there's no some, manuals there's for sale. Really good ones out there. There yeah. are mm-hmm. so many, more than ever before. I feel like just so many. The list grows. It's now well past twenty cars. Do you require customers to start at the bottom, or they can they enter anywhere they can enter in the anywhere food they chain? would like? They can enter because because you okay. may be a person where instantly you go the MX-5 or the GR86 is just too small. I need something more legit than that. I'd like to buy a two series. Okay, we'll show mm. you the two series BMW. That's fine. But when you get a little more money, or the kids move out, or you're going to go full two seater, I've got a series of nice two seaters above that for you. Or you want you mm. don't want to you want to go cheaper. You want to buy one of the kids a car, or you want to go down because you're going to make it a track car. Or it's just going to be the sure. fun play toy. We do have a GR86 and an MX5 for you going down in the lineup. Or you just realize that we don't offer financing, so you're going to have to go down. You're going to have to get something cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- that was too expensive. Let's step down. No, I like this sporty car company. That's yes. the new uh-huh. manufacturer. Just. SCC. You can get an MX-5 and a T33. Come on down today. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you actually brought up that Telluride because we had one recently and we haven't yeah. been in a Telluride until they brought us the Telluride X-Pro. We haven't been in it since the launch and we since really like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had talked about, man, what if there was sort of an off-road package offered with the Telluride, which they mm-hmm. didn't when they brought the, yeah, the Telluride yeah. out. But yet here it is mm-hmm. with all-terrain tires all-wheel drive, of course, increased ground clearance up to 8.4 inches and a towing capacity of 5,500 pounds. So this is kind of the Telluride you want. You can get it configured seven or eight passenger mm-hmm. depending on uh, on your interior. But we actually liked it. It was nice to jump back in one yeah. and be reminded it's just solid. It's great it's, to drive. There's it's, a reason they've space. sold so well. There's yeah. a reason they're one of the best in the class. They're just really, really well executed. They're nice to be in. They're nice to look at. They work really well. I, the Telluride is a success. And now if you need this, I do fire roads and maybe it's, a little more flavor. It's fire roads it's and, and it's, rough beach. It's, it's, fi- it's fire road plus. <laughs> is what it is. So if yeah. you do that, this is your Telluride. Not the good sandy part of the beach. Like no, up, no, no. Up no, near no. the, you know, far from the shore, the, where, where the nasty beach yeah. where all the firewood and the broken glass are. <laughs> People's campfires. The firewood and, and broken glass. Part, it's like nasty beach. Yes. Kind who, of. who dropped a beer bottle here? I've got a Telluride. I'll be fine. Telluride X-Pro. And it looks good. Fender yeah. flares actually make it look more ruggedized and, and kind of more off-road ready. Rough, rough beach ready. Cigarette butts and... <laughs> Drive it on beer bottles. <laughs> Driftwood and... Whatever car you're looking for and wherever it's listed, you'll find it with Autotempest.com. Autotempest.com brings together results from all the top used car listings anywhere online to save you time and help you find the perfect car. It even lets you compare with nationwide results from Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, and far beyond your local area. Plus, you can now get email alerts for your search, so you're sure not to miss anything. You can even price and find new cars from nearby dealers. That's why Autotempest is now the official sponsor of all our test drive videos. We use it to search for new cars or used cars wherever they are. So when you're doing your drive homework or you're chasing your next family car or you're just browsing so you can see what's out there, go to autotempest.com slash every day so they know we sent you. Autotempest. All the cars, one search.
Isaiah and Brittany have written to us from Ohio. It's a two-for-one car debate. Yeah, we've been yeah. shopping for two cars, although I really do suggest just easing your way into it. We don't have to clear out the garage right now. But, <laughs> but well, but, but Isaiah is mainly asking for his wife of a year, Brittany, and uh, he said she's, uh, she's the newly elected MOF, a year in the position, even though they've been together for six. I love this. The, the Minister of Finance continues like this. It's wonderful. They are replacing her car, but it's, it, I get the sense when I read this email, it's kind of like, and while I have you, <laughs> Can well, we talk about me too? So we'll talk about you as well, Isaiah. It'll be great. Their current cars. The MOF has a 2008 Chevy Malibu LTZ. Wow. 205,000 miles. It's aging fast. She's owned it for six years and was her first car. But hang on. That's nearly a 15-year-old car. I mean, it, it, at this point, most everything at 15 years old with 200 plus thousand miles on it is aging fast. Yeah. Well, they both only have to drive about six miles one way to work. So they plan to keep this car until it dies because it has more value to them than it's worth. Until we replace that. Until we tell you to sell it. Then you can cube it right now. <laughs> give it a Viking burial, whatever. Make a YouTube video out of it. $15 worth of scrap metal. Anyway, they've also got a 2018 Honda Accord Sport. That's Isaiah's car. The 2.0T with 46,000 miles. It's got slight modifications like coilovers and sway bars and camber arms and wheels and tires. It handles a bit more confidently. I have right? no doubt. I have no doubt. But that car is worth more now than when he bought it in 2019 because huh. of COVID tax. And he's always flirted with the idea of selling it. But then he'd have to replace it, which would cost more. And neither one of them have had a terribly exciting experience with that Malibu. It's, it's the only car that his MOF has owned. And he also had an 04 Chrysler 300, which was a maintenance headache. Mm. And now the Accord, another Accord when he was 19. So he really feels like his MOF, Brittany, is, has worked hard through college. He got a job shortly uh, after that. And mm -hmm. so they would like to start with upgrading her car because she deserves something a little more special. Love it. That's great. They, are, they have done a lot of drive homework. And what I think is interesting is we're replacing her Malibu and we wandered directly over to SUVs. <laughs> there was no car shopping. Did you see this? They just wandered right on over to SUVs. That's a good they point. They drove the Mustang Mach-E and the Polestar because they have solar panels, and they thought, okay, maybe we could create a closed loop here. They've driven a couple of super SUVs. That was the BMW X3M Comp and the Porsche Cayenne S, a couple of budget SUVs in the Volvo XC40 and the Acura RDX. They tried the Genesis G70 and GV70. Oh, wait, the G70 is actually a sedan. They drove the Audi S5 Sportback, and they even drove a Rivian R1T, which Ooh. was out of their budget, and they got out of it and went, how far out of our budget is that? Because they really liked it. <laughs> this happens. What I think is interesting is, Brittany did not like the Cayenne. She thought it was outdated. They drove a 2016 and she didn't like the outdated infotainment. I will tell you that in 2017, it added Apple CarPlay and things get much better. I was going to say, do we so know anybody with a Cayenne collection who can anyway, speak to the infotainment? They, they hated the RDX. I thought that was interesting. Anybody that, a doctor? I, <laughs> hello. <laughs> anybody I at all? Not one, but count them two Cayennes. <laughs> anyway, they, they didn't mind the Volvo, but they didn't love it. And then they, they thought the GV70 was awesome. The X3M BMW they loved, and then they thought the Polestar was pretty cool. So those are kind of their, their standouts. Mm. They kind of wished for the Rivian, but to their point, it is $30,000 plus more than their budget. And I get accused. Ha! But, but here's the thing, Paul. Even even you will acknowledge that that's even a little further out of budget than you would normally go. Yes. So yeah. that, that leaves her. Her top yeah. two here are the GV70 Genesis, which we love that SUV, or the X3M, which we've recently drove, and we also like that. That is a good comparo. They have uh, roughly 50, 60 grand to get this done. Unless we say, go buy a Rivian. Yeah, exactly. And then we start drifting toward his discussion, which we want to have as well. Well, Isaiah and Brittany 
have solar panels on the roof of their house. Mm -hmm. They're entertaining the idea of an electric car because it would be cheap or free to charge, they're writing, but Brittany's not sure if she's ready for the switch because it's a big change for her. I see that, yeah. Anything that you get, Brittany, at this point, <laughs> any one of these that you've driven is going to be a big change. Fair EV point. aside. A, a 2008 Malibu with 200,000 miles on it, you're going to feel like it's a drastic change no matter what. You're right. Everything's going to be a Everything spaceship. Everything will be oh, yes, different. It's spaceships only. Yeah. And Brittany uh, says, well, Isaiah writes, she has not decided between performance and luxury. She wants something with good power because that Malibu made 169 horsepower 205,000 miles ago. Which means everything she gets into will feel high performance. She could buy something for everything. luxury and it will feel fast. Yeah. Well, she likes a colorful interior, anything like but it. black, okay. and a colorful exterior, especially not silver. Good I like job. Brittany. She's awesome. Luxury features are a plus. Heated seats and steering wheel must be included, and she likes the driver's assistant aids. Mm, okay. I want to touch briefly on your colorful interior. Okay. And I do understand that you want something bright and clean and fresh and, you know, something with color, good trims. I think you should put that as a lower on your requirements list. Nice to have, but not required. For sure, because yeah. most instrument plant panels are black to reduce mm -hmm. glare in the windshield. Same with steering wheels. Mm -hmm. There are a few cars that have started to do that, but most of the cars, like Isaiah, you've got that Accord. Most of the cars in that range, various yeah, sedans, yeah, yeah. Most of them are going to be a very dark charcoal gray or straight up sure. black yeah. instrument yeah, yeah. panel. Sometimes they have a few different wood trims or, or mm -hmm. different materials, textiles to differentiate that. But that's really more driver facing or passenger facing. That's not upright facing. Mm -hmm. Again, you do find some cars. And I do have one to suggest that does have a very different IP, different materials. But you've got to be ready for that and mm -hmm. you've got to kind of take the good with the bad there. You know that GV70 we had, and even though I'm not a huge fan of the red-blue combination in cars, I know that we are red-blue, but red-blue combination in cars, was a red exterior GV70 with a blue interior. Now, I personally would never spec those two colors next to each other. I would have gone for a tan interior with the red mm -hmm, exterior, mm -hmm. but whatever. Yeah. I do think it's interesting that Genesis is offering, it's not a charcoal, it's a blue. It's a very desaturated blue it's, it's very no, neutral it's, blue. it is it like is for sure sophisticated neutral. for sure yeah. but but it but it was interesting to me because you don't look at it and go oh yeah that's kind of a black no it's a blue that's a blue yeah. interior and it's still very cool well isaiah found out that he enjoys cars more for driving the driving experience and driving dynamics okay he hates front wheel drive especially in the snow and he's been driving that accord for quite some time yeah mm -hmm. if he ends up selling the cord he would want something with a manual he prefers that over the automatics of course certainly and he's always settled for the practical, more financially sound choice, but that can change now that there's two of them. I like it. Okay. He's been obsessed with 996 generation 911s. He's thought about getting one of those, but he also admits that's new GR86 money. Mm. They want to first focus on Britney's new car and then look at selling the Accord. He would drive the old Malibu because he doesn't mind driving something older and with their driving load being 12 to 25 miles, he doesn't mind that. And mm. then after they get her the new car, they can look at his car update and whatever he says, whatever he gets would not be daily driven or driven in the winter. Okay. All right. He'd like you're to hear cars. You're going to soldier on with the Malibu? Oh, come on, man. Just get something you're driving every day. Anyway, onward. I agree. I mean, you're you're in the Malibu and she's driving whatever is new. And I, I, I understand the thinking I get it, there. Yeah. But I think you're quickly going to miss your Accord. Mm. And mm. I don't know that that Malibu will last very much longer with you guys, even mm, though too. I know you've... Yeah. I mean, you could even donate it, and the tax write-off might be more than the value of the car. That's a fair point. It's possible. 
yeah, it depends on where you are. Just, just wondering. Now, Isaiah and Brittany, no car is perfect. Cars are only perfect because you love how they look or how they drive or mm. how much stuff mm. they carry or how great it is off-road or how much it can tow. They're perfect for that thing that you want them to do most. Yeah, yeah. So Isaiah, you want the manual transmission. You've suggested GR86s. I will not steer you away from that <laughs> because you're looking at the thirty sure. to $40,000 yeah, range yeah, yeah. for you. For sure. And again, the black steering wheels, black IPs are going to be common. Now, Brittany, if you're looking at EVs for $60,000, there is one that I will suggest, and I just mentioned it before, that Genesis GV60. Mm -hmm. I know you like the GV70. I highly recommend that as well. Yes. It drives very well. Also, look at a Porsche Macan. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about X3s and Genesis GV70s. That's on my list, too, for the same reason. Where is yeah. that Macan in the mix? Completely. Well, especially considering, I'll stop right there, but especially considering you didn't like the, the Cayenne. But mm -hmm. I think for your budget, you can get a more recent Macan, which might get you over the hump of feeling like the technology is not good enough. Get a more recent Macan. It is every bit a cross shop with the GV70, which we love, and that BMW X3M, which we also like. And I would say if I were picking for Brittany, GV70 or X3M, I would pick GV70. I think it is more unique looking yeah, and a little more luxurious in the interior. And I think she's going to like it over the long run. It has plenty of performance, but you can't ignore the Macan there. You have to drive it. The GV70 and the Macan are essentially the same size, even though the Macan, I think mm -hmm. exterior wise looks a little smaller. This is the scale of car we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So they exactly. need to at least cross, cross drive that. <laughs> that thing. would be the triple car comparison. We would shoot. Yes. Right you, there. You're absolutely right. Those X3, are the three. GV70, mm -hmm. Macan. That would be absolutely. the comparison. So right there and we would choose and we'd say yes consider all of these everything's and, a gold star <laughs> and she took out <laughs> the ionic 5 because she doesn't like the way it looks but you brought up the gv60 paul which is on that platform and i'm going to bring up the kia ev6 Oh, I because like that you've too. got yeah. two different things that make that platform work with different styling. Which one speaks to you if you go electric? Well, see, Brittany, those interiors, uh, the, at least the GV60, had that light parchment-colored interior, including the IP. So everything was this very light color. Now, there's something else that you need to know, you listening need to know about Isaiah and Brittany. They've been married for almost a year. They do not plan on having any kids anytime soon. They take one major road trip a year as well as multiple 500-mile road trips. Okay. But they have their own business. They've got a CNC plasma cutter they tend to in the evenings after their day jobs, which means it would benefit them to at least have an SUV or hatchback mm. because they use it to set their displays for vendor or trade shows and deliver their product. Okay. So they could also get use out of a truck for the same reasons, but they only need a truck 10% of the time. Hard to justify the MPG. That's probably why you guys looked at a Rivian. Yeah, just probably, yeah. just for kicks, and I, I, I'm actually glad you did. Mm -hmm. You know, just look to see what's out there and and look at the features that stand out. Okay, these features, well, they're only available at that price point. Okay, yeah, how yeah. much does that matter? But you know what? There's some other things that I really do like, or I like mm -hmm. how that drives, mm -hmm. and you've got that in your mind. You've got that experience in your hip pocket. That's all part of drive homework, which I, I really do like. And given this new information with your with your plasma cutter business, I do understand the SUV need. And do you want a white interior? Does that work that's, with your CNC plasma cutter business? I don't know. Because here's the thing. We've gotten a good number of light light interior cars recently. And within a very short period of time, the bolsters start to be blue. Because people wearing blue jeans have climbed in and out, climbed in and out. Yep. And the bolsters start to go blue. So you can get some Griot's product and you can stay on top of it. But re, like the white, the parchment interiors can sometimes be 
a bit of a hassle. I mean, you're going to have to clean it more than you're normally yeah, cleaning you interiors. Yes, use that interior cleaner from Griot's. It's excellent. It's mm -hmm. very gentle. It will keep things clean, but you got to do the work. So. You have to be on it for yeah. sure. Isaiah, let's talk about your problem for a minute since we you've asked while we're here. You don't want front-wheel drive. You'd like a manual transmission. You really have kind of nostalgia lust for the Porsche 996 911. That is the late 90s, early 2000s 911. And I'm going to go out there and say it. Watch our 50 years of 911. We talk about it, Isaiah. That is an excellent sports car. It is the least 911 of the 911s, but it's a very good sports <laughs> yeah. car. They are, the tide has turned on them. What I'm saying is right around the time we did 50 years of 911, they were probably at their lowest ebb of people having any interest. And that has turned. And more people are going, yeah, you know what? The 996 is pretty cool than ever before. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I... I'm concerned about you buying that because you're buying it predominantly because of nostalgia. And that is an old car at this point. I don't know anybody who would do that. No, I can't imagine. Let Nobody alone, on like, the buy an old one or yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah, okay, moving on. Uh, yeah, you and Chance together can have a conversation I while, I, while would, I talk some sense into Isaiah like here. That. Yeah, for sure. Wrong anyway, with these people. Um, I think if you're wanting a used Porsche that's down in your budget, you buy a Cayman or a Boxster. I had 987 on my list, Did you? Isaiah. 987 came in. You brought up the GR86, but then we drove that 987 against the GR86. If you haven't yeah. seen that test drive, we went back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, that's on our main channel, our original channel. And I think, Isaiah, if it's Porsche love you're wanting to tap into, I think you're, you're probably going to get a car that is a better value for money, feels more modern, and runs better if you get a, a Cayman Boxster for your budget than a 996, mm -hmm. 911. And then you consider the GR86, I can't push you away from that. So you already said it, Paul. We loved that car. We loved it the day we sold it. We still miss it. Yes. Awesome yes. car. But if you're going to consider that, why, oh, why, oh, why, if you've said you're a person that likes dynamics and you would like to have a manual transmission rear-wheel drive now, you have to drive the MX-5. Sure. For some yeah. reason, it's not on your list. Yeah. It needs to at least be driven because that car is so just fun all the time. You might be like, well, this is what I've been missing. Sure. I like that. All right, Isaiah, I had other suggestions for you, but you said you don't like front-wheel drive, so don't look in the Civic Type R, Elantra M directions. Don't, <laughs> don't look at all these really great cars. Don't that you that dare look yeah, at manual sure. transmission. I mean, they're kind of like your Accord, only really hot. I mean, it's like all the stuff you want your Accord to do with all the money you spend on aftermarket products. That's true. Hyundai did that. They yes. call that the Elantra N. <laughs> Honda did it. Called it the Civic Type R. <laughs> That's right. Yep, you're right. That's a good point. All right, guys, If you've when when you decide, I'll say what you what you looking at i mean if you're getting an ev i say something more practical isaiah for you but if you're getting that cayman or gr86 isaiah Brittany, get the gv70 yeah you'd love Buy those it too. you'll love it write to us with your topic tuesdays your car conclusions and your car debates everyday driver tv at gmail.com we always ask for questions right before we do the podcast. That's typically we're asking for them on Mondays and Thursdays for the podcast, releasing Tuesdays and Fridays. And thank you guys for showing up on this. Keep in mind that Monday's podcast will be recorded Monday night. It'll come out as audio Tuesday, but that'll be a live stream podcast on the Test Drive video channel, and that will be all questions from you for an hour. So please join us for questions then. But I'm going to uh, jump right here to Mike, who's asking, because we were just on Smoking Tire podcast today, and it came out today. He said, do we regularly listen to... To smoking tire and what other automotive podcasts do we listen to? I listen to multiple podcasts. The only and and generally don't listen to stuff on cars. We, you and I are so steeped in cars. I don't yeah, know, agreed. I really agreed. like Matt and Zach, and I like their podcast. They do a great podcast. I would say because they release a lot of them as we do as well. I would say I probably listen to 
one in every four, one in every six. Well, they've got a lot of different guests. They've yeah. got quite a wide variety of guests, and it's not just car stuff on yeah. there sometimes, you know. Yeah. So I, I do listen. That kind of thing, so. I would say frequently, but not all the time. And then I listen to podcasts elsewhere, some about the film industry, some about story and other stuff. So I'm elsewhere as well. Stinky uh-oh on Instagram. <laughs> I think we could just stop there. That's that's a, a definitive great, name. I great like handle. It. Says that we always talk about how important having a car in a color is and okay. how important it is to care for that paint. And he admits this is directed towards me, but he'd like both of our thoughts. Okay. If you had the choice between a white car with perfectly cared for paint or a car in a great color with some peeling clear coat and a few scratches, which would you buy? Absolutely the great color without question because... Grios has products to bring that mm. paint back to life. It will look better than you ever thought. And you know what? Okay, a little bit of peat and clear coat here and there and a few scratches. I, I have lived with cars. I've bought cars like sure. that. Yeah. And you know what? The color is great and that's what you'll see the most. Mm. And I, mm. I, I can't tell if you're saying, well, I, I bought a 20-footer. I bought a 10-footer. Yeah. Something like that. But still, you'll have a car in a great color the Grios products will preserve where you're at and sure, bring out sure. the shine, make it even better than it was. You clean up the paint and just doing that will give it so such longevity. You won't believe it. And then you've got a car in a great color and it won't prevent you from driving it. I, I honestly, I can't add to that. I think you nailed it. Shadow sniper on Instagram says, this is, this is kind of like one of those throwdown questions, like a, like a, a track daily crush. And those have been out here as well, but he says, boom, something mysterious happened. And there's only one car maker left. Who is it? And he's asking for you to explain why it's Porsche. But before you explain why it's Porsche, I have an answer for this as well. Oh, you do? Okay. Thinking about current car makers, if I was going to distill all car makers, and I really thought about this, down to one, then who's the car maker that I feel like is making the largest breadth of kinds of cars? Mm. You move everybody else selling vehicles. And I'm left with Toyota. Because they are a car maker making genuine fun cars in the GR86, the Corolla, and the Supra. But they're also making hybrid minivans and big seven seaters and, you know, mid grade cars like the Corolla and the Camry. I mean, they are making an incredible breadth of cars that, I mean, you know, GM and Ford make a breadth of cars, but they don't make half of what I just mentioned anymore. I can't argue at all with that because Porsche makes a breadth of cars, but they're all at the high end. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you can buy $34,000 GR86s. You can mm -hmm. buy stuff that's less than that and yep. get into something. And there's something for everybody in that Toyota lineup. Absolutely. There's hybrids. There's gas-powered cars. There's hot-rotted crazy stuff in there. And they're all a variety of prices. You can go all the way to a Sequoia, huge, crazy mm -hmm. off-roader. You've got... To come, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I feel excellent. like there have been plenty of automakers o over time, like every 15, 20 years, we feel like the automakers, they completely cycle through different personalities. But in the current time, 2023, I think Toyota has the most breadth. I mean, Shadow Sniper, I'd love to bring up Porsche's racing history and lineage as a, <laughs> a point to stand on, but I can't because where's where is Porsche's pickup truck? In the midst. True, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they've got some great SUVs, but the sedans are really high-end and expensive. They're executive transport. They're they're very great. There's no Camrys in that lineup. What do we call the Porsche pickup? What is the name? Does it start with a C? Mm -hmm. Submit now. Is it the Canyon Arrow? Can I go straight to Simpsons? But what is, what is the Porsche pickup? <laughs> it smells like steak and seats 35. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're looking for the Porsche pickup Canyon name. Canyon Arrow. Submit now. 
H2O Street 44, Saint 44, says on Instagram, he's talking about his mom here. And he says, I'm, I'm trying to convince her to get another fun car again 35 years after her last fun car. And she got rid of it. It was a, a Datsun 280Z. She got rid of it because it ended with her totaling the car in a crash. So sorry. So since then, Yikes. his mom for 35 years has not wanted to get another fun car. Okay, first off, H2O, does she have any interest? Are we having a conversation here with somebody who has decided Okay, like that was a yeah, time in my, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with this necessarily, but but there definitely is demeanor where on lots of things, cars and, and activities and stuff, people are like, that was a time in my life and I don't want to go back. I have people I climbed with that now are like, no, no, that was a time in my life and I'm done, I don't want to do it anymore. So mm. does she have any interest? Is it is it interest with apprehension? Because if that's where she is, then this is possible. And the big thing I want to say to you is, sports cars of all kinds are so much safer than they were then. Yeah. The tires are worlds better. Tires have changed everything. The traction yeah. control systems will get most people out of most jams. They're not perfect. The car's not mm -hmm. driving itself yet, thank God. But, but Forever, but for But for most people, it, you have to really do something really poor for the car to do something catastrophic. I mean, yes, you can go out and seek the edge of the car and find the edge and something can go wrong. But if you bought a modern sports car and you drove it normally you'd never have a problem mm -hmm. as far as, oh my gosh, I lost control of this car. I mean, there's extenuating circumstances and wrecks and people hit people, I get it. But I'm just saying, there's no like, this car got away from me unless you're going looking for the edge in a modern sports car. And I think, is there one she wants or likes? Don't buy something with over 400 horsepower. Get something 250 to 300 horsepower. Those cars are really hard to get away from you with modern safety tech. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Austin Shredder on Instagram says leather seats versus cloth seats. I hoped you'd tackle this. Which do we prefer? Austin finds cloth to be more comfortable, breathable, and livable without any heating or cooling necessary. 365 days a year. We don't know where you live. We refer to those as textiles, not just cloth. Textiles. Cloth implies Camry seats from 1993 that okay. kind of stank yep. after a while <laughs> and just had this stank. <laughs> Who sat here last? Yeah. Ugh, they just trap all the, you know mm. what? They just trap it all. That to me is cloth. I hear you. That's I, I, I love when you're, when we're sitting in a car for a test drive and you start going off on textiles. I'm like, what the, oh, now I'm with you. Got it. Okay. Yep. Excellent. We're elevating our game here, right? He says they're harder to clean and keep clean through his experience. Yes. Seat cover can address that. Certainly. But I will argue that Griot's interior cleaner will keep it clean and seat covers aren't as good to look at. And they're generally scratchier unless you get some sheepskin, but then yeah. you're sitting in sheepskin and unless you're a pilot, you don't need to be kept cool for a 10 hour flight or, you know, <laughs> balance the temperatures. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He says leather looks nice, but ultimately isn't worth the money in most cases. Leather really elevates the game, not just through the look, but the feel mm -hmm. and the smell. Yeah. it It's a luxurious material mm -hmm. and leather, there's really something about that but there are a good amount of new textiles that yeah. simulate leather race techs in porsche mm -hmm. they're exploring new materials so we can't even call it cloth or leather anymore it's you know new categories textile yeah yeah, yeah. that's mm -hmm. exactly what i'm referring to so the synthetics are getting better and better and it's a big industry mm -hmm. that people want new varieties of patterns and colors and you know leather is great 
But leather also kind of speaks to old Ferraris and old handbags and leather dress shoes. Sure, and, yeah, You know, yeah. it, it can. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not necessarily the sport, you know, high sport material. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to have a car that you're going to be throwing down a back road a lot, you're probably going to prefer having cloth. Just, yeah, just the yeah. sheer texture of how much it holds you in that seat better. You get a glossy leather seat. You're like, why am I sliding out? It's because you're in a leather I mean, seat. Unless Alcantara. you got something super, super bolstered. So that that's yeah. worthwhile as well. I mean, I, I can go either way on this. I have no problem with a car that has cloth seats or, or textiles for the seating material. I actually don't have a problem with it. I'm never going to be like, no, I don't like this. But there is something very luxurious and high-end about a, a good leather. And it's interesting. The leather style and quality, granted it's newer, in our Okay. And our new Cayenne versus our old Cayenne, the, the leather is significantly more supple. And it's not just age. It's actually done a little bit differently. We've got better seats in our newer one. And I, and I really like the feel of that. We just had a LS uh, Lexus and the Genesis G90. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine either of those cars in anything but the leather seats they had. If they had cloth Agreed. seats, you'd be like, what's going on here? But you get a, a, a Civic with cloth seats? Yes, why not? We'll throw it around a back road. Let's get some cloth seats. Right, but for your high-performance models, from McLaren, Ferrari, and Porsche, they're putting the synthetics mm-hmm. or cloth or textiles in there yeah, because of stank and to, to fight <laughs> grime, really. Fighting the stank. Here but we are. It, it still gives you that beautiful interior, and they're getting better. The, the textile patterns are really great to look at. So you can keep them clean, but I, I feel like I if I'm going to be in a textile or a cloth like that, I, I want to be sitting on it. I don't want to be sitting on a, a seat cover. Yeah. It's, you it's have like the having natural, the, the, you know, the, the pea seat. sheet, you know, for kids yeah. over your mattress cover over the, <laughs> over the top of that. And then the sheets over the top of that. And then it crinkles. That's it's, amazing. Ugh, we have I, so far covered fighting steak <laughs> and a pea sheet, all no. of the same paragraph. Well you done. sit down and things crinkle a little bit too That's much. That's all bad. Yeah. yeah no. we, don't, we don't need any part of that. Occam's writing in on Twitter and asking a great question. And that is, are we going to do a German meetup this year before or after pilgrimage? When we've gone in years past, we try to have a dinner with fans from Germany and we're going to be in Frankfurt. We, we don't go any further than Frankfurt. So if you don't come across the country for us, but if you can get to Frankfurt in a legitimate amount of time, we're going to do a dinner probably after the pilgrimage trip. We'll be there an extra day. So we'll probably do one that, that one night for dinner, uh, more info to follow, but I'm mentioning it here, Occam, not just for you, but for anybody else that might be listening, we're going to be there the first full week of June. It's like the fourth through the 10th of June, which is coming up here quick, but it's in about a month. If you are listening in Germany and that interests you, please write to us, mm-hmm. send an email to everyday driver TV at Gmail. So we can kind of collect all of you together and give you more information as we figure it out. Last question for me from Alex HC 9 has a color track daily crush. Okay. Rosso Corsa from Ferrari. Oh, you like saying that. Okay. Solar Beam Yellow from Mercedes or Miami Blue from Porsche. I am dailying Miami Blue. That is my jam right there. All right. And as much as I do like yellow on the right car, your Lotus... It looks. It, it doesn't work on every car. So good. I like yellow on the, but I don't like it across the board. I'm yes. tracking Ross, of course. Uh, from of course you just, are. I'm tracking that. I'm yes. yes that's yes. the race color. Uh-huh. Yes, of course. Thank you for all your questions. We really appreciate it. And yes, we are always looking forward to next time. That'll be live on Monday. That I'm looking forward to that. There's going to be some questions it's on there. So bring your yeah. car questions. Bring bring the noise. Bring the jam. Awesome. And we'll see you then. Cheers, everyone.